Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Kayak Fishing Radio, and it's time for Yak Fish in Texas with your hosts, Jaron Wassel and Andrew Moxakimba. Join the conversation at kayakfishingradio.com or call the guys up at 714-816-4727. Now, it's time for Yak Fishing Texas. Here are your hosts, Jaron and Andrew. another Tuesday night on Kayak Fishing Radio. This is Yak Fishing Texas, and I am your host, Darren Wassel and Andrew. <laughs> Andrew, that is really funny. Barnacle Bill. <laughs> uh, if, any, if anybody is in the chat room and wants to participate in the chat tonight, be sure to log in with a social media account, either Facebook, Twitter, you name it. Facebook is probably the easiest for most people. Uh, you can join in and ask questions. Uh, interact with everybody in the chat room, interact with us on the show. Uh, we can also answer any questions or ask guests questions that we've got on there. So be sure to log in. Uh, so tonight uh, we're going to do a recap of the uh, the Lone Star Kayak Series that just took place this last weekend. So that's going uh, to be probably around the 8.30 time frame. We're going to have both the tournament owner, director, Dustin Kareba, on to give us his recap of the event, how things went. And we're also going to bring in the winner of the very first tournament, Aaron Ferguson, to talk about his, uh, his big victory. If I'm not mistaken, 92 anglers show up for the very first uh, leg of the Lone Star Kayak Series. So uh, we'll, get his, uh, we'll get his tips on what he did to conquer 91 other anglers. So uh, other than that, just a recap of the weekend. Got a little bit of fishing in. Uh, that's more importantly than that, though, is if anybody is 
into the offshore scene, uh, definitely, definitely be aware of on the Texas Kayak Fisherman's Facebook page, there is a young there is a young gentleman who went out today and the Kings and Cobia and everything, they are in, my friends. Uh, it is on. Find you a weather window. Get out and get you some. It looks like he, you know, he's standing there. It looks like there was a group of guys that went out, and they all went out in the Corpus Christi area team, and they all limited out. Everybody caught kings. For, there was another report that a sailfish and cobia were spotted. So it is time. Water temperature is up high enough. Uh, you'll be getting the pelagics moving a lot thicker, but apparently they're, they're already there in force. So that's very exciting news, Andrew. Yeah, that's crazy. I'm looking at that picture right now. Those are some nice fish. Yeah, I, I, I gotta admit, I did. I thought it would be a little early for them to get into them. I guess as thick as it sounds, but you know, more power to them for sure. I'm all down for you know the pelagics getting in early and going out and getting some practice runs. So, uh, I'm a, I'm ready to go. But. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm lost. We're gonna... <laughs> Your cue was uh, lost. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, that, that's good. So it, from what it looks like, it looks like they were out around the, uh, the five-mile rig, potentially. Just from the photo, I can't really tell, but, man, they got great water clarity all the way through. I mean, it looks like all the way to the, the third bar, you've got green water, so... Just beyond that, I mean, you can just see the inclination of blue water right around the horizon line. I mean, yeah, it can be, it can be lighting in the camera, but typically that's about right. So it's good news. It's good news everywhere. If it's that lower on the coast, I'm, I could probably guess they're not as thick on the upper coast yet, but that means that they're probably there already. So awesome time. Awesome, awesome time. Uh, I'll definitely be looking to make a trip to the Corpus area soon and camp on the beach and get in some of that if we can find a weather window. So if anybody's looking to get together a trip or whatnot and in the Austin area, Houston, whatever, and they want to go south, post up on TKF, post up on the Yak Fishing Texas page. Let's get a little group outing put together. Uh, I'm down totally. i gotta, I got to get my sea leg stretched before the trip in July. And you are going, Andrew. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm going. I'm going. I keep telling myself that I, I'm going. <laughs> you about to say, man, if I can even tell in the tone of your voice, like you're telling yourself I'm going and your head starts to hang in shame. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> For anybody who is curious about what we were talking about, uh, we will be making the annual pilgrimage down to Baja to go fish with Jim Sammons and Sean White. So, uh, there's even the potential. We were talking about this the other day. We might even take Yak Fish in Texas International that week. That'd be cool. I mean, that. Yeah. <clears throat> it could be different. I don't, I'd be a lot. Different. That would be different. That would be very different. Thank goodness Rancho Leonero has Wi-Fi, so we can probably we can probably just do it via Skype. But I don't know if we've ever. I don't know if it's ever been done that way. That would be a first. First for me, for sure. Absolutely. But, uh, yeah, we could log in Skype. We could have uh, Jim, Sean, everybody on the show. Uh, I can't guarantee what the quality of the show will be like that late in the evening. But, yeah, it will be really fun, dude. 
Um, actually, I think we should do like those prepaid cards you get at the gas station. You can call internationally. We should just do it that way because, you know, I want to support local economy. So we'll buy the cards here and then go to Mexico and call it. I like the way you're thinking. That's, that's, a, that's a very valid point. Touche. Yes, sir. <laughs> but, uh, well, yeah, man. So well, if, if the Kings and stuff like that are in, I, that's a pretty good uh, – that's a nice little kickoff topic for everybody to uh, – we can start to kind of clamor in on some uh, – some offshore tactics for around the, the Texas coast. I'm all down for that. How about you? I'm down. Did you notice what reel he had on there in the background? It looks like a blue SX Abbott. Yeah, yeah, Perfect. it does. But it, it looks a little big for an SX. I'm, I'm assuming that's the, that's a jump up. That's either an MX or a, or an LX. I'm gonna throw out there. Yeah, it looks a little big, big, man. It's a little big profile. But yeah, now that I open the picture up, yeah, you're right. That's cool though. Yeah, it's just it's funny team. how people are getting. To, yeah, it's so funny how people are getting into. It. He matched his reel to his boat. I mean, you get, hey man, you can't have him not. You can't have him not. I'm down. I'm, that's what I'm saying, dude. If they could have a mustard yellow SX, I'd have it for the four seven. Absolutely, and you would not judge me. No, I wouldn't judge you. <laughs> I wouldn't judge. But well, I don't think they I'm have really like. Um, what's up? I was gonna say I don't think they have like fifteen year old washed out ocean kayak yellow. I don't know if that's available to match my uh, or or potentially a wheat reel. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can make that. You just leave it outside. Yeah, that could happen. You'd have to you'd have to call in to uh, Abbott and be like, yes, I'm gonna send you a photo of my wheat for uh, or Prowler fifteen. I want you to match that color. Right. <laughs> Well, I, it doesn't say on here what they caught them on, like whether it was drifting or if they were rig hooked up or what. But, you know, those areas around there, you know, you can be very successful no matter which way you go. One of my least favorite things to do is definitely anchor out in the wide open. I, You know, it, it's you kind of limit yourself there or just the perimeter fish. You can cast back at the rig, but I like to get, I like to get rig hooked up on the down current side of a rig and give myself at least 15 to 20 feet back up off of it. That way I can just so I can go ahead and fish that down current side. Because those credits, you know, kings don't, if you look at, like, how they attack rig legs, and I've seen it happen before, they don't necessarily always venture in very close to the rig. They'll, they'll go around the perimeter. They will go ahead and... Uh, and then they'll come in every once in a while, and they'll, they'll dart through, but they like to patrol the outer perimeter of rigs. So if you back yourself up off the rig, you can kind of attack both ways. You can definitely let a line drift out with a ribbon fish or whatever you want, say on a balloon float, or just free line it. But then you can actually, you know, if you want to do any knife jigging with like one or two-inch knife jigs, you can actually pitch it back up towards the rig and work it back towards you on the down current side. So you can actually do bottom fishing. You can do jigging while you're sitting back waiting for a king or cobia or whatever your fish is for in the back to slam the free drift stuff. So that's a that's a really that's kind of my favorite way to kind of attack those things. I don't like to be stagnant too much. Uh, if possible, I'll even put a float on my my um my rig hook line and I'll detach from that. I'll go troll around, then come back and reattach the rig hook line. Andrew, do you, do you prefer to actively move or are you more of a stationary person? 
Uh, I have to be moving just due to ADD. If I'm sitting still, there's nothing really going on. My mind begins to wander. I, I, nothing. There's be no fishing. So I, I need to be moving or doing something <laughs> just to keep me engaged. That's really funny. Uh, yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> I like kind of kind of like how you tied the ADD back into it. That's cool. <laughs> At least you're on it. Yeah, I'm honest. I mean, I'll start casting at the rig. You know, this this stupid stuff can happen if I'm sitting still. Yeah, well, you know, that's you know, active trolling for me. You know, that it's it's one way to do. It. I mean, you can you've got your variety of things that you can attack. Uh, Trolling-wise, I mean, you can always get Rapala Deep Divers. You can go with any, like, the Seville Magic Swimmers. You can go with the Slow Sink, or you can go with the Fast Sink. And uh, I'll be using some more of the Magic Swimmers this year, but I'm going to vary it up where I, you know, since we saw Luther rig the the Trident with those trolling Zuka tubes, the ZT-005s, uh, I'm definitely yep. going to see if I can put tracks up in front so I can you know, troll one off to the left, one off to the right, but I'm going to put a Seville Magic Swimmer on each rod for, uh, for whenever I'm actually paddling from the beach to the rig or from the rig to the beach. That will be my trolling lure there. Uh, definitely going to probably rig up one with a slow sink, one with a fast sink, and that way I can kind of cover two different water columns, two different thermoclines, and see what those fish are going to be looking at doing. So that'll, that's going to be one of my tactics for this year. Speaking of those rod holders, are you, are you thinking about doing that that inverted rig like they're doing in New Zealand with the railblazer where they're going backwards up over the top, or are you just talking about just do it the traditional way off the side? Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm I'm torn 50-50 on that, to be honest with you. I mean, it is, it is nice in the fact that I can manage, you know, say a, a quick drag set, you know, like a, just changing the setting, you know, if I want to bump it up, bump it down, whichever I want to do there. Um, but for me, it to to get the rod out, the rod button now in real seat is that much farther up front. I don't want to ever want to grab the the main body of the rod and you know pull out the the rod itself and then set the hook. I, I really want to control the rod from the grab. So I mean, I can see its place, but it'd be something I'd have to do and get used to. But I know those guys in New Zealand, they do it proficiently, and they do it with multiple lines. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to try it. And for what, if people don't know what we're talking about, if you look at the easiest way to do it is if you just look up a Viking Kike reload and look at images, you'll see that they've got their rod holders right in front of that pod going backwards over their head, and they're trolling that way. And it's just the exact opposite of the way we do everything here. I mean, it, it's interesting looking. I mean, I want to try it. I just, it's going to be an adjustment doing it that way versus the way we we typically do it. Yeah, it's it's kind of like, you know, you think about it. They do everything backwards that we do here. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah, totally. Really? go backwards. The rod holders should go backwards, too. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean... I, I like the thought, but it, it, it's going to have to it's going to have to grow on me. I, I personally, I like my rods in front, and I like them out wide, so I can have I can have two baits out behind me, various distances back and forth, and I don't have to worry about them, you know, tangling up because if you troll with two lines that are too your the rod tips are too close together, they're going to pull to a central point and they're going to foul up. So it, it's not. 
it's not that maybe I don't want to do it that way, but I want to maximize my amount of lines in the water, so I want two rods out wide, so I want to swing those rod tips out wide. And yeah, I mean, because you don't troll in a straight line. It's not like, yeah, I guess if, I mean, I guess you could, but when I've done with you, we've talked about the past, you're making kind of like a zigzag pattern right through the, and it's, yeah, I don't think how your lines aren't going to come together and cross. So maybe there they just do like they'll just, you know, paddle straight line you know, across like a cut or something or across, you know, a drop-off, and that's where they're... Yeah. I, I don't know. There's got to be a different approach. Or there's something more to it than what we're seeing. Right. It would take some investigating, maybe contacting some of those guys down there and just figuring out, you know, hey, what, what's the premise of this? But, you know, it's now that I think about it, it's not necessarily like an art, you know, like a, a brand-new revelation in that, though, because Jim's been doing that for a while. Like when he was when he was on the the other kayak brand <laughs> he uh he was using scotty rocket launchers and he was putting them in front of him on the pod sticking straight up and trolling that way so With multiple I don't rods know. no no he's usually like when they were in panama and stuff like that man he was only using one but i'm just talking the generic of having the rod in front of you up over your head trolling kind of thing i mean I, it's not a. It, I don't think it's. I don't think it's as new as we think it is, or if it's just now coming to light. But I'm kind of curious now because you know he did have, he did have a lot of influence on some of the boats that were made over there. I'm curious as to if potentially he caught he caught wind of that a long time ago, and that was a rod holder of choice that he chose to go with. And in that right. in that fast in that fashion of trolling. So definitely going to have to try it out, give it a whirl this summer, kind of see uh, what it's all about because you never know, man. may take one of those rods and may take it up there to Baja and, and go that way with it. That potentially might be the way to, to attack it. I don't know. Right. We'll have to see. Because I know as well as any – I know – well, let me put it this way. I know for a fact I will be trolling multiple rods in Baja – for Marlin, this go-around. I'm not going to go with just one rod. No way. No how. I'm, I'm doubling up my chances. I had my heart broke last time. I don't... I'm, I'm going for the gusto. All out. I suggest you... I suggest you do the same. <laughs> we'll, we'll get in the wall of death and have bait spread out for 40 feet. That's fine. It'll be like a powerboat. Whatever. But that's fun. So, I got to ask, when they were doing that, when they were trolling for Marlin, what kind of equipment were they using? I mean, it's not obviously they weren't using what we use for for kings. I mean, what? Well, man, what you, you, say, you, say, you say that. You know, when we were, it, it's it's pretty much. You know, I adapted a lot of what I learned down there to where I am now, and you know, heavier drag setting is fine, especially you know if you're going to be using circle hooks. Uh, you can get away with a heavier uh, setting for your drag because that's going to set the hook on the initial run. Um, that's not that big of an issue. So, I, you know, I took that from there and brought it here. I mean, we were catching the rooster fish on, on Abbott SXs, and we weren't getting dumped at all. So, and you're still in enough water where if you got into a big enough fish, you probably could get dumped. But for a marlin, I mean, really the, what it comes down to is capacity 
is, is the line capacity. I mean, drag is important, of course, but what you're going to exert from a kayak, say like on maybe a 100-pound stripe marlin, you could probably get away with a standard FX, but you want to go with the larger spool size because you, you have to withstand that initial run. It, it, it's that much line dumped in that short of time. So that's what you've got to worry about. You know, here, I, you don't ha- really have to worry about that. It's, it's, a non, it's a non-factor. I mean, the only thing that can dump line that fast is either maybe a tarpon or a shark. For what we target, you know, that close in. I mean, Travis told me when he hooked his sailfish here, or, yeah, sailfish here, uh, the initial dumping of line was maybe, I don't know, 80 yards. It's a lot of line, but it's not unheard of. That's crazy. You get, you get sharks doing that, man. I mean, it's it, typical right. gear that we've got. Typical gear that we've got here will handle the job. You just need to know the capabilities of your equipment when you get out there. It's just like when you get on the party boats for tuna, you can get away with rods and reels that you're used to because you know you know the capabilities of the equipment that you're going to be using. Steve Mullins caught a 120-pound yellowfin tuna with a Saltus 30. Wow. That's, you know, that's pretty intense. So going down the bottom in here, I mean, you can get away with the same equipment. So by all means, SX, bring it on, dude. Just get you the 100-pound fluoro and 80-pound fluoro. Right. You're good. But it does look like this. Oh, go uh, yeah, you, you pointed out that the guy was trolling. So trolling is the key, it looks like right now, apparently. So I'm assuming if one guy was doing it, they were all doing it. Yeah, and I mentioned for people to go look at those rod holders by typing, like looking at Viking trolling on um, in Google. Just for the record, this has nothing to do with the show whatsoever, but there are some pretty funny pictures if you put in the word Viking and troll and then uh, put it in Google. <laughs> uh, I would encourage everybody to not do that, or if you're going to, potentially look around if there's anybody else in the room. You don't want to see what you're going to be looking for. And then, and then potentially er- erase your history. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I should really, oh, I should really look at stuff before I suggest things to people because that that was pretty funny. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But no, so well, cool, man. Yeah, it's a good sign right there. So uh, now, also uh, now, well, we already talked about this. Really, really, to me, that's the fishing report for the week. I mean. We're going to get with Dustin and Aaron here in a little bit and talk about uh, marsh fishing, but uh, for my style fishing, that is the report. That's a, that's a big step for the Texas uh, Texas waters because redfish apparently have been going strong for a little bit. Maybe it was spotty bite here and there, but offshore bite for kayak anglers to go, just find the weather window and practice your safety stuff go over to TKF and go with groups. So, but, uh, so next weekend, though, uh, this was kind of cool, man. So a couple of guys on my Facebook feed, they fish, you know, both the Cat Tournament Series, they fish the Capital City Kayak Tournament Series. You know, I'm friends with a couple of guys that mix it up on both events, and they have been on, they've been on some stout fish over at Fayette County Lake, dude. So Cat has the upcoming event at Fayette this coming weekend, and a couple of the guys that were on there, 
they were showing that if they took their top five fish for that that day, they were taking over 106 inches, man. That is a very large average. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, comparing that to where we started this year with, with that tournament series, that's crazy. Yeah, man. I mean, that that's just ridiculous. So, at Cat, there's a lot of the guys that are on there right now. They're talking about in order for you to even place in the money, you're going to have to bring in somewhere around 108 to 110 inches, more than likely. There's a potential that you bring in 100 inches and you don't even win money at all. That That's insane, dude. I know, I know Faye, it's a great lake, but I didn't know it was that good of a lake. That's, that's just plum stupid fishing right there. Now, granted, these guys are legit, and I can't say that I can just jump out there and replicate any success that they've had, but, I mean, every squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. If you can't go out there and catch at least one 20-inch fish just from seeing it, and that's just from picking up on some of what these guys, you know, their tendencies are because, you know, if you pick around a little bit every once in a while, you'll notice one guy here, he's a big crankbait guy. Or this guy is another, he's a big worm guy. Yeah, finding or using the right bait is just one part of the formula, but you could potentially look around and see other cues in that, uh, in those photos that they're posting and see what's the general area they're looking at. Are they in a, on a shoreline? Are they in the middle of a cove? Are they mid, or are they mid-lake? So, I mean, you know, there's some, uh, there's some hints there that, Anybody can jump on, do their research, looking, okay, what kind of baits, what kind of water am I looking at, what's the depth in that area, and kind of start putting the puzzle together. Go out there and have some fun. I, I'm all over that, man. And I'm definitely planning on making a Fayette trip. No, nah, I'm not going to do anything with these guys. I'm going to be fishing this next weekend, but I'll be making a trip to Fayette in the next week or two. That's that's an absolute. So I'll have a report put up soon. But the, I can't even think, man. I mean, it's hard for me to fathom 110 inches from a kayak, and that's what it takes to place in the top three. Yeah, that, that's very that's impressive. That's that's, impressive. that's just that is just plum stupid, dude. I mean, good grief. Well, let's see, we got someone in the waiting room. Let's bring the guy in and see who this is. Welcome to Yak Fishing, Texas. How's it going? Hey, this is Eric Ferguson. How you doing, bud? Hey, what's up, man? Hey, not much. We'll be, uh, I guess we're just waiting on uh, old Dustin joining the party here in a second, and we'll, uh, we'll get this show on the road. But Yeah, man, congrats All on right. the big tournament, by the way. Hey, I appreciate it, man. It was, a, it was an awesome day. Weather panning out pretty well for you guys? Yeah, the weather was great, man. A uh, little bit of wind, but it, you know, it's, it's definitely manageable. That's good. Absolutely. Oh, so man. So, how many times have you fished that tournament? Is this the first time, or have you done it for the past couple of times? <laughs> you know, I, I fished uh, all four events in 2012. Uh, I actually got skunked the first three, but I just kept at it. Uh, 
weighed in some fish on the fourth tournament in 2012, and then uh, 2013 I fished two of them. I pulled a seventh place in June, and then October I only managed one fish. But, uh, you know, it's still just good to to weigh a fish in. <laughs> Absolutely, you never yeah. know. <laughs> yeah, right? I, I can. I, I would, I, I've always wanted to fish the Lone Star Kayak Series and just tournaments in general, but I'm all sitting there going like, man, I'm going to look at a fool. I'm not going to kick. I got a, I'm on a radio show, and I'm not even going to bring a fish in. This is ridiculous. <laughs> Why did they, right, yeah. they, they even give it to me? Right. Well, the uh, cool thing about Dustin's tournaments, man, you know, I got skunked the first three, got welcome back every time. Obviously, they wanted my money probably. But, man, it's so cool <laughs> to just hang out with those guys, talk to those guys. And, uh, you know, I really think those, you know, learning from those three times getting skunked, you know, kind of helped lead to, to Saturday. Cool, man. Well, here's, here's Dustin. Let's bring bring him in. The man, the myth, the legend. What's what going up? on, my brothers? How are y'all this evening? Doing great. Can't complain. I'm good. Talking good to Aaron. Deal. Getting good a little deal. Bit, getting a little bit of pre-information before we dive into Aaron's uh, tournament victory. So, uh, so Dustin, so you had 90, 92 guys coming out for the first event. Is that correct? 92. I think Tuesday night, I think we were sitting around 88. And then over the week, I let a couple of guys slip in because I couldn't just settle at 88. We had to break 90, man. I was going for 100. <laughs> <laughs> That's when he started sending out the Facebook notifications. Come on, guys. Come on. Right. So, uh, so... You had uh, you also had Jeff out there with uh, with Werner and you had Clint out there helping uh, everything, right? Oh yeah, it was great. Uh, Jeff stepped up and said, "Hey man, I want to come bring a demo out there with some bunch of paddles and everything." I was like, "Come on with it." And then uh, I talked him into taking some pictures for me too. So it's kind of a two for one with Jeff being there for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw that man. That was that was a nice little album put together. He got a great he got some great shots of some uh, of the tournament. So. So, uh, so yeah, we know Jeff's got quite the eye for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, what? Well, out of the ninety-two, I know you guys pay out quite a few places. What ended up being the, the final, uh, the final number of people who could finish in the money? We paid out to twenty-three, twenty-three places. First place got eight hundred and twenty, and then last place got fifty bucks. Nice, dude. Too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I saw, I saw quite a few guys uh, claiming some sweet castaway rods. Yeah, those castaways are nice, man. They're they're awesome. Uh, the rods are. I've been fishing it a couple since last year, and I, I love my my castaways for sure. I've had some in the past, but the newer ones are definitely nice to put in your hand, and you can feel them with the fish part on them if you're fishing with braid. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, but yeah, so you out of those. Uh, what was who ended up being rounding out the top three? Uh, it was our man, Mr. Aaron Ferguson, on the other line. Besides, besides that, congratulations, Aaron. I didn't get a chance to tell you that yet since we've been on the air. But congratulations, sir. Oh, thank you very much, man. It was it was awesome. 
But then uh, second place was Mr. Jason Blackwell. He was uh, the 2013 Angler of the Year. And then in third place was Jeremy Carson, which is a guy he ended up, him and his cousin ended up fishing the Galveston Redfish Series because they had their tournament the same day. So they double-dipped tournaments, and I think they were in the money too because um, I think they ended up weighing in uh, a little over 14 pounds or something like that. Man, that's disgusting, dude. Dang. Yeah, I think he walked away with 300 and something bucks from me and then however much they won at the GRS. I think they're in wow. six, maybe. That's dirty, dude. That's that's what I'm saying, man. Those kayak, yeah, I love the guys that come in and they just do that. Like, was he doing the Galson Redfish series from a kayak as well? Yes. <laughs> that's just... That's just that's just sick. <laughs> Very nice, man. Well, I also uh, also saw that uh, some of the guys that were up at the, the podium claiming some prizes. They were they had a nice little bottle of uh, of hooch, man. Who'd you pick up as a hooch sponsor? Yeah, this year we picked up uh, Texas Silver Star up around the the Dallas area. Um, they make some great Texas whiskey. It's all made, blended, bottled here in Texas. So I mean, it's not. They're not bringing any, you know, distilled stuff across state lines and then making their own concoction you know, here in Texas and kind of labeling it as a Texas whiskey. It's all made here in Texas. And they even have a Texas honey, which uh, Aaron grabbed that bottle. And uh, it's it, that stuff is awesome. I don't know if Aaron's had a chance to drink any yet, but the, the honey that they use is actually from Round Rock, Texas. So, I mean, again, it's all pure Texan liquor. Very cool, cool. man. Yeah, I'm all I'm all about that. here too. That's right, right, right where I live. Yeah, they're, they're, uh, honey, they're good honey guys. might come from your flowers. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I said that honey could come partially from Jaron's garden. You know, he's got, he's got a bunch of flowers. I hate you. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, well. uh, so, out of the, I also happen to see uh, there's someone else that I follow on Facebook as well that was fishing your tournament, and it's very cool to see her come up in the into the tournament scene. Uh, it happens to be Dustin Lee's uh, daughter, Maddie. Uh, now she she won something there as well, didn't she? She did. She won the blackjack. Uh, there's a couple of people that had blackjack, but the way our rules are is the first person to weigh in breaks the tie. So she was the first person to weigh in. She had redfish right at 21 inches. So, I mean, you can't get no more blackjack than that. And uh, she won an awesome grind stringer with the uh, spike sheath. And uh, I think she got a grind shirt also. So, yeah, she, very, she scored big time. Very, very cool, man. Yeah, I, she's She's a uh, she's been making a little presence of herself over on Facebook, you know. And she's uh, she's got a good little group of sponsors that are following her now and helping her push her towards her dream. And you know, just now being at the Lone Star Kayak Series, and she's won something, got a little bit more notoriety there too. That'll be fun to kind of follow her through the tournament series, uh, tournament series, and see how she does. I'm I'm pulling for. Her. Oh yeah, I've, I've been pulling for her from the beginning. I, I actually spoke to Dustin earlier in the year about Maddie fishing some tournaments this year and stuff and not really doing any team sports activities and uh, just concentrate on fishing and becoming a professional angler. So, 
Yeah, I kind of got the word a little bit ahead of time probably than, than some people. But, yeah, it was pretty awesome whenever I was talking to Dustin about it. I was like, dude, that's awesome. You know, getting the family together, you know, you don't see that too often. Yeah, and your, your, yeah, your tournament, your events allow that to happen. That's the cool part. Oh, yeah. I mean, you you got to uh, have family involved, and no matter what you do, you got to have that support. Um, you, it's hard to go at it solo if you have a family. Yeah, I, mean, I think, yeah. I, I mean, my understanding is even you got a, she got a boat sponsorship maybe in the works, too. So, I mean, that, that's impressive, man. She's It is really to be nice. so young and come out of the gates running so hard and fast. It is very impressive to see. I, I hope she does really well the the remaining events that she has to fish. I mean, not only the, the Lone Star Series, but, you know, any of the other tournaments that I know she's going to be involved in. Yeah, very just, cool. I mean, just for a, a young, I mean, a young girl, you know, her age and just being involved in the sport opens it up to everybody. It's not just a, a good old boy activity, you know. I mean, it's, every, it's something everybody can get into. That's that's cool for the sport. So, yeah, it just goes to show, you know, no matter your age or gender or anything, you know, you can do anything you want as long as you put your mind to it <clears throat> and get the initiative and drive to to succeed. You can you can do anything in this this world. Well, I was yeah, kind of curious, because, man. Uh, oh, go ahead, Andrew. I'm sorry. No, I, got, I would say one thing, Dustin. I need to publicly apologize, man. I let you down. I owed you a um, a piece for the your one of your awards from Scotty, and I, I failed you, and I apologize. So I have to get with you. It later. ain't no, it ain't no big deal. We'll we'll get it all worked out. And the angler that that did win it was was understanding and. No hard feelings there, so, you know, it is what it is. Sometimes stuff like that happens, and, you know, we just adapt and overcome, and luckily we have a lot of anglers that that appreciate what we do, and if we do kind of drop the ball like that, which that's the first time I think that's ever happened, um, you know, we just work through it, adapt and overcome, and, you know, we'll make it right next time. Yes, sir. Uh, I was curious. But thank you so, for the apology, though. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm apologizing I really wasn't expecting it, but well, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of trying to help out a vendor, and but oh well, there you go. Hey, stuff happens, brother. I mean, heck, I dropped the ball with one of the sponsors, and luckily they were close by and didn't give him enough notice ahead of time, and he was confused on the date. So, I mean, I actually went over to his house and picked up some products. So, you know, again, it, it works both ways. Uh, with with the company I work for, for my real job, I drop the ball every now and again, and, you know, people are understanding. So, if, you know, the reverse comes back around to me. You know, I have to be the same way. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, so out of 92 guys, man, how many people did you see come across the stage uh, – that actually, that actually weighed in because I had some. I heard reports that the fishing was actually pretty, pretty good this last weekend. You know, I was rather surprised with the number of anglers and the way the weather was leading up to the event and the day of the event with no wind and everything. I figured, you know, Clint and Cameron were going to be busy over at the scale, and you know, and I wouldn't have. I'd just be busy as heck up on stage, too. So, I mean, we only had 28 anglers bring in fish out of the 92, which I was really, really surprised. I'm like, where the heck is everybody at? But I'm thinking, too, you know, most of the time in, in, in previous events, you have to pretty much have 10 pounds to get in the money. 
Um, there's a lot of 10, 11s, you know, 12 pound stringers, you know, and typically 14 to 16 pounds is, is leading. And, uh, I think a lot of people might only had eight, nine pounds and it was just like, I ah, forget it. But if they would have brought in their eight, nine pounds, I think, you know, last place was five pounds and some change. So if you, if you were in the five to 10 pound range and you didn't come to weigh in, you probably should have. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. No matter what, man. I, I mean, you're out away from so many people, and you're out on your own fishing. I mean, you might as well go ahead and come in, no matter what you got, because you don't necessarily know what anybody else has. You may be shoot for all you know. You may be the only one who ever caught anything. I mean, it's just worthwhile to even go to the weigh-in altogether, in my opinion. Oh yeah, and you know, on tournament day, I learned a long time ago. You string every fish. You know, if you catch a twenty, twenty-one inch fish and go oh, I'll catch another one, and it's first thing in the morning. You might get one more bite, you know, and it might be a toad, you know, your seven, eight-pounder that you're looking for, and then, you know, your four-pound your four pound fish that you let go could put you in 12 pounds. So, yeah, I learned a long time ago, you know, don't don't just think, oh, yeah, it's going to be a good day, and I'll make up because that don't always happen. And like you said, you know, you don't know what everybody has. It's always a good idea to come to the weigh-in, especially if you put your money in the weigh-in, you know, or in to fish the entry anyway. Um, so you might as well at least come to the weigh-in and, and see where you stand. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, there's just that, like you said, you know, that some of those tournaments, you know, five to ten pounds even being the money or, you know, you never know. I mean, you bring you bring in a one lone twenty one shoot. You never know. Maddie could have brought in her twenty one, and that would have been game over. It's just if you've got something, bring it in, and and it's, never be ashamed of it. That's for that's for sure. Never never have any shame for what you're going to bring in. Heck yeah, you know, I even told Maddie whenever she come up, you know, I was like, I was like, don't feel bad because you got one fish. I said, yeah, I fished over half the guys fishing this thing. I said, so keep your head up, you know, be proud that you brought in that one fish. <laughs> Absolutely. I was, I was, I was searching as soon as I saw her with the 21, I was like, man, what her dad catch? Cause I was looking, I was like, man, I hope God she caught the one in her. I don't hope a guy doesn't catch him, but I hope it's better than her dad. I was looking for, I was going to give Dustin some grief whenever if I was going to see that. <laughs> Yeah, it's always good to give Dad a little bit of grief if uh, if the kid outfishes him. Absolutely. Yeah, I I agree. So I got a question for Aaron. Are you going to make it to the rest of the tournament this year and go for the, the overall win, or what's your plan? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, that's definitely in the works. Um, obviously, family stuff can come up and that kind of stuff. But yeah, right now the plan is to make a run and uh, fish all four. Good man, I wish you luck. I mean, starting out ahead is always, you know, a good position. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, it's not like you start out with negative points, so you're good always. Yeah, we. What, what we'll do is, we'll, what we might do is, we might tie up Blackwell for you. We'll just like keep him somewhere off the water. That way. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, and we'll, make sure, we'll, we'll make sure Jim Hager over at Fuel Free has an event for him to go work one weekend. Yeah, that, that'd be perfect, man. I'd love that. <laughs> uh, you just got to get them drunk the night before. There you go. There you go. Yeah. That's the best part. Say, so, Jason, Jason, I want to come Jason share this part. bottle of whiskey I won. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. 
Well, Aaron, I, I got a question, man. So, what uh, what ended up being like a winning pattern for you? Were you was it? I, I know I saw you post up a report on TKF that was had something to do with popping cork. Yeah, man. Uh, that that was kind of my key. I actually got a. I, I threw it some, some scatter and shrimp early in the morning, and I foul hooked a stingray with the only jig head I had tied on, and it was before the sun came up, so I didn't retie. And once I got in the marsh and made a little bit of a paddle, I just saw redfish everywhere. So I didn't want to retie at that point either. So I was sight casting with a popping cork, which is a little bit tough, but uh, you know, ended up paying off. That's cool, man. That'd be a, I, I've, I've never sight casted a popping cork. That would add a level of uh, difficulty to, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, man. The, the, the first fish I caught actually sight cast too. I put it 15 feet or so in front of him and. Uh, you know, waited a little bit, gave it that pop, and he hammered it right away. So it, you know, that worked out. I ended up blowing out four or five fish, landed a little too close to them. So, yeah, you know, I definitely wish I'd had another jig head tied on. <laughs> yeah, I, I can imagine that'd be a little disheartening. A stingray, for real. That's that's crazy. Yeah, that's not something you want to mess with in a kayak before the sun comes up. You know, so I went ahead and just cut that puppy off and. Tied a little loop in it, and you know, loop that braid around the uh, around the handle. Is going to tie on, you know, once the sun came up, but just didn't really get a chance to. That's cool, man. Were you? So were you? Uh, here's here's a question you can skirt around uh, if you want. Did you were you, did you end up finding a spot uh, that you were fishing technically like a long way away from the weigh-in, or did you have a relatively short drive back over to Louis? Yeah, it, it wasn't too bad. Um, I actually got to the weigh-in about an hour and a half early. Uh, you know, I, it was tough babysitting those two fish. Uh, I was, so I, I was you know, I, Probably straight shot. I was probably about an hour and ten minutes away. Um, but it took uh, me about uh, an hour and a half. You know, I stopped a few times to check on them and, uh, you know, that kind of good thing. That's cool, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw your photos and I saw, like, so what's it like sitting there? You know, you wait. So were you were you really early to weigh in? Yeah, I mean, I uh, I had both those fish strung by about seven forty-five, and I just I started getting a little nervous, thinking, man, is that some shark's going to show up and you know eat one of these fish or bite them in half or something? So actually, I didn't fish a whole lot after eight o'clock. I just kind of babysat. But yeah, I mean, I got to weigh in about an hour and a half early and. That was about the longest hour and a half of my life right there. That's nuts, dude. I, I, I've, always been, I've always wanted to get inside the head of an angler who is sitting there on the hot seat, man. So you've weighed your fish in. What is it like sitting there and watching everybody come across stage and knowing that there's the potential that someone's going to come in and knock you off? Yeah, that that's tough. I actually uh, went and got a burger there at Louis. You know, they got great burgers, and uh, every fish I saw pulled out of a cooler looked like a whale, just an absolute whale. So it was it was pretty tough. Um, I stayed kind of caught up on the rumors of who was coming in with what. You know, I made a few phone calls to people fished and see what they had. And the uh, funny thing was, at one point there was a rumor of a guy who had some big fish talked to another buddy, he had two big fish. I just didn't realize that everybody was talking about the same guy. So that made it just a little more difficult, you know, thinking that there were a bunch of guys coming in with big fish. Who ended up being the guy with the big fish that was uh, 
the white whale? Was it Jason? <laughs> no, uh, I'd gotten a report Jason had, you know, 14 or so pounds, uh, which he had a little bit better than that. Um, it was Brad, the, the current PAC president. So, uh, yeah, he had a 28 and a couple of 27s. Oh, man. They just ended yeah, up being, a, they, weren't, they weren't heavy fish? His his 28 actually ended up relaxing a little bit in his live well. So it ended up, uh, you know, being a little bit too big on the weigh-in table. So, uh, But I, I think I'd have still beat him by about two-tenths of a pound. Man. That's just got to – to me, that's always got to be, like, the biggest nail-biter of all time. It's just sitting there, watching everybody come through. I mean, now, Dustin, do you, you see some guys sit there and start sweating bullets? Oh, yeah. Well, I've been there myself in previous tournaments. I remember the first year of the Extreme Redfish Trail whenever me and my partner, Jason Gordon, were fishing it. <clears throat> first one was in Corpus, and we're the first ones to weigh in, and we had a little over 12 pounds. And uh, we're in the hot seat the whole time. And, yeah, I know that feeling. I've been there where Aaron is. Um, but, yeah, and, and the anglers as well. I mean, you know whenever you're in first and you're leading, you're worried about everybody that steps up to the scale. Um, and then even the dark horses, you know, the guys that you know can fish but just really haven't had a good strong finish yet. And you just know, hey, any moment's their time and they're going to come in and they're going to just smoke me. And uh, you end up holding the lead, and, you, oh, man, it's just an awesome feeling on, on that stage once you once weigh-ins over and everybody's weighed in and you know you got it. It's, it I know exactly where what Aaron was feeling. <laughs> yeah, that that was definitely tough. It was, uh, you know, watching all those people come in, and, you know, people were telling me, dude, if, if, they, if people have big fish, they'd have been here by now. You know, once it gets to, like, 4 o'clock, they're like, nobody's going to risk it this close if they have the fish. But yeah, still you don't want to admit it to yourself. You might you might end up on top at the end of the day. That's crazy, man. Yeah, I mean, I always watch it on TV, like when they've got like the bass guys on there, and they'll be sitting there, and that looks like a, like a little director's chair, and they've got them set off to the side, and that's the current leader, and then the, everybody starts pouring in, you know, line after line, and there's all these guys. They come in and like, oh, this guy knocks you out. Get out of the director's chair. I was curious man Dustin do you do it that way or you just have them kind of stand off to the side uh, we kind of have them stand off to the side but um, like I was telling you on that XRT they happen to have captain's chairs and I've, I've actually have been thinking about that those uh, those chairs are pretty neat to have up there on stage but it does get hot sitting up there because I've, I've done that and that's kind of <laughs> one of the reasons why I haven't really done it is because I know I've been there and it, it just gets hot sitting up there for especially you know in Aaron's case you're the first one away and you got to sit up there for two hours you know, yeah, right. So. And, and, you know, that, that you, you have to walk to that beer cooler every so often, too. You know, Dustin hooks us up with some good Southern Star beer, you know, to make the way in yeah, a little easier on us. Hey, Dustin, why not do it like a dunking booth instead of a captain's chair? You know, then whoever <laughs> knocks the person just knocks them in the water. Yeah, nice, cool that one. would be cool. That would be cool at the very end of the tournament on whoever the winner is, they get to go in the dunking booth. <laughs> That would be Every, awesome. All the anglers get to throw a ball. You get one throw, <laughs> and the whole yeah. line of everybody that weighed in gets to gets to throw a ball. <laughs> yeah, that'd, that'd be pretty awesome, especially the weather as beautiful as it was Saturday. It was my first time to fish without waders this year, so that was pretty awesome. That's always a good sign, man. That's that's a, that's the true sign that that summer. I don't. I, we skip spring. Summer is here. <laughs> There's. Yeah, it's no way. Went from winter to summer real quick. <laughs> yeah, man. 
Absolutely. Well, cool, man. Well, uh, so Aaron, do you, do you run a do you run an oxygen rig to get your uh, your fish back to the weigh-in? No, you know, I, I just I bought a cooler, the, the cheapest, big enough cooler I could buy, and I bought a just a regular old little aerator and uh, ran ran that into the cooler, run it off my cigarette lighter, or I've got just one of those uh, car jumpers I'll run it off of, and I put in some of this. Uh, it's called like Redfish Saver. I mean, that really helps kind of mellow the fish out and keep them nice and happy in the life well. Is that something that you can pick up? Uh, is it like an online purchase, or you just pick up at some local uh, local website or a local store? Yeah, I've only seen it online. Um, they they have like the bass version and the pogey version at like Academy, but the redfish yeah. one, uh, you know, I had to order. I think it, the company's like Sure Life or something like that. But yeah, I think that stuff definitely helps mellow your fish out and uh, you know keep them alive. Very cool, man. Uh, that's a good tip. I, I hope a lot of people can, you know, pick up on it. I mean, not to give away all of your secrets, but that's a good tip, man, <laughs> right. for sure. No, no I'm, um, I'm all about keeping on, these fish alive. For on sure. On that uh, redfish saver, uh, FTE used to carry it. I don't know if they still do or not, but I I picked some up years ago um, at FTU down at 45 in Fuquay. So, I mean, I don't know if the other Katie store has it, but I know they used to have it over there at the other store. Very cool. I have to look into that. I mean, I do plan on coming down and fishing one of the tournaments. I've got to at least get one under my belt. I ain't going to probably pull in no foul like old Aaron did, but I'll uh, I'll definitely come partake in some of that Southern Star beer. That's uh, <laughs> a, that's a that's a given. I met the guy who owns Just that place. He is one cool cat. He is. Dave is an awesome guy, man. The, the support that we've gotten from Dave uh, all the years has been just phenomenal. Um, but you need to take, have Aaron take you on the whenever you do fish it, so then that way y'all y'all can have a fighting chance. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, he might have to I blindfold just, you though. I hope you can paddle blindfolded backwards. Yeah, man. <laughs> y'all have I'll to fish it, out of a tandem. <laughs> 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 That's all right, man. Uh, uh, I know a place we can rent one. Not, not not a problem. <laughs> That's cool. You got the yeah, I got the, yeah, I got the. <laughs> That's right, Andrew. So uh so Aaron, like you said earlier, uh, you you're planning on finishing out the series right? because I I've gotta imagine, man, with jumping out like that, getting the points lead early, you're gonna be chasing that coveted angler of the year crown, I I would assume. Yeah, you know, that that would be awesome. Uh you know, I I keep saying, man, I got lucky to catch the right two fish on the right day. Um, you know, I've caught some nice redfish, but usually not on tournament day, or I'll catch one tournament quality fish and can't find that second one. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, some of these guys are a lot more consistent, uh, better fishermen, but, you know, I'm up for the challenge for sure. That's cool, man. So, Dustin, I, I got a question for you on the, on the angler of the year side of it. You know, I know it's a little early to be talking about it, and we hate to be jinxing old Mr. Ferguson here, but... What does Angler of the Year? What does Angler of the Year take home at the end of the the series? Uh, they're going to get a thousand bucks. Well, they're going to get the bragging rights. They're going to get the Lone Star Cup, and they're also going to get a thousand bucks. They'll get a kayak, 
And uh, there's still some other stuff that I have to work out, but yeah, that's going to be the the main part of it. You know, they'll end up getting a, a rod for Angler of the Year from Castaway, and uh, we'll see what other kind of goodies we can drum up for them. But yeah, it it all hasn't completely been finalized yet. But that's the main things that they're going to get, which are within itself is enough. <laughs> so what Very kind cool, of kayak is it like that? What kind of kayak are you giving away? I'm just curious. Um, well, actually, we picked up a new kayak sponsor this year, Austin Canoe and Kayak, and they're going to get us a, a Trident Ultra 4.3, which we happen to have out at the, the the tournament this weekend, which everybody was able to see and check out and all that good stuff. So, yeah, that was nice having that there. I'm sure that, that got a lot of people pumped about, oh, yeah, I want this. <laughs> Sweet, man. Right. That's very cool. Well, uh, you know, uh, Andrew, you know you said you saw someone in the chat room just a little bit ago? Or in the... Yeah. Uh, the, the, uh, you know, guess, who, guess who is waiting to come in and... Uh, I'm sure she would uh, like to tell Dustin she appreciates the good tournament, too. Uh, Mrs. Maddie Lee is on the line. How's it going, hey, Mrs. Guys. Lee? It's going great. How are you doing? Doing well, doing well. Good congratulations to you as well on the the blackjack win on the on the redfish. Thank you very much. So, uh, like I asked, you know, you're gonna you're gonna outfish your old man in one of these tournaments, right? Because I want to see some photos where old man got maybe the the small fish, and you're walking up with a couple of fatties to the scales. Yes, sir. I'm hoping to do that one day, beat him up <laughs> in a tournament. <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> that's very cool. No, that's 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 really cool. I'm, I, it's 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 fun watching you, you know, take after your dad and all this. You, I, you've got a really good role model to go after. He's a he's a he's one hell of a fisherman. So you got you got a lot to learn from right there. So big kudos on that. Yes, sir. I sure have learned a lot from him. My years of fishing. <laughs> Very cool. Well, what was your take on the whole tournament? I mean, now this was your first time fishing Lone Star Kayak Series. What was your take on the whole tournament? I enjoyed it. I had a blast. It was awesome winning the blackjack category. <laughs> I can imagine winning anything would be a pretty pretty good feat. I've never done it. You've got me beat already. <laughs> <laughs> It was great meeting new people also and getting to see my friends at the, the weigh-in. Well, that's good. That your, I'm sure you've got a lot of friends nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> that's very cool. Very cool, Maddie. Well, I, I, big yeah. Are you guys going re- to fish the rest of the tournament? Yes, sir. Very cool. As now a matter of fact, to- we may be fishing you- the cats. All the cat tournaments too. Well, ah, this weekend. You're gonna fish. You also you are gonna fish it. Yes, sir. Ah, hey, hey, now, now, that sir makes me feel old. <laughs> I work for a living. Don't call me sir. <laughs> you can call. You can call. An, you can call Andrew. You can call Andrew, sir. Oh, okay. No, no. <laughs> 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 he, he's got more gray hair than I do. He's he's sir. <laughs> oh, you mean more? You meant more hair, right? 
Shut up. Hey, let's not talk about people with hair or no hair, all right? I might get offended and gray on the hair that I do have. So, yeah, y'all watch out, man. Man, I'm really looking forward to the next next Lone Star Kayak Series tournament. Yeah, Dustin, when's when's the next tournament date? That way we can let everybody else who's listening know. I remembered this time, June 7th. June 7th. Sweet, man. Yes, sir. So that, so let's see, April. That's that's going to be the first. Month and a half away. Okay. Yeah, first weekend in in June. So sweet, man. That'll be a that's good timing actually for me because that it gives me something I can go fish in between our trip down to Baja. It gives me a reason to go home too. There you go. Excellent. You going to make it down to that one? Yeah, I'm going to make it down. You live yeah. in Houston. I need to ask you if you're going to make it. Well, I I will have been home, you know, by that time. So yeah, I can go. I had four weekends where I was not home. Um, I was out of hall passes. <laughs> right. Well, that's cool, man. So, Aaron, are Thank you going to are you going to are you Aaron, are you going to commemorate your uh, your tournament victory with anything? You going to get a plaque made or something? Is you going to get one of those redfish mounted with like a the trophy next to it or something? Man, I'd love to, uh, you know, I, I was joking with my wife earlier, I won the trophy, the whiskey, the rod, and the, the gift certificate and the gear, and she won the $820. And you know how that works. <laughs> oh, man. That's that's the penance for allowing you to go and fish, huh? Yeah, I mean, I've definitely spent way more than that in gas money and gear and all that stuff over the last few years. So, But, man, I definitely definitely appreciated the payday. Nah, that's cool, man. Yeah, you, definitely. I, I think that's worth eight hundred bucks to allow you to go and fish the rest of the tournaments for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt. Now you did ask her for a deduction for the tournament entry fees for the rest of them, right? Oh yeah, absolutely, man. That'll that's that's a definite. Those are those are planned expenses at the beginning of the year. <laughs> nice, man. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I would definitely get. I'd definitely be getting that mounted. I'd be getting everything. I'd be getting everything made up. I'd feel. I, I'd probably. I'd probably. I'm sorry, Dustin. I, I win one year tournaments. I may have to sit the rest out just for the fact I know I can't replicate that success ever again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've actually got my bigger fish priced out to get them put on the wall, but you know it may be a little bit down the road. But it was a beautiful fish. He was, you know, just the perfect redfish color, and he had a couple spots, and he definitely looked good on the wall. That's for sure. Yeah, man. I, if I'm not mistaken, you put that fish on. That was the twenty, the twenty-eight, right? You put it on ice. Yeah, I sure did. Uh, yeah, I mean that that fish. I probably fought him a little longer than I, I should have. I had, you know, I was using thirty-pound braid, but man, I had so many oysters around me. I just kind of tried to work that fish in. So you know, those bigger fish fight a little bit harder and get tired a lot quicker. And you know, I caught him so early in the morning that I figured I'd just focus my efforts on keeping one fish alive, you know, to get to the way and to get that bonus. Yeah, that's a, that's a big, and I, and I, that's, that's a cool thing, man. I like the, the, the bonus for that, that pre, or that practice of the conservation. And I saw Maddie, she, she kept her fish alive too. So, you know, big props to her on keeping an, on a fish alive for the, the tournament. Um, when ended up being the lure that you caught your fish on, Maddie? I caught it on a topwater. Very nice. Topwater is happy to be my favorite. 
They do? Yes, I love the sight of the fish jumping out of the water and swallowing that top water and taking off with it. That'll get your heart going, that's for sure. Yes, sir. You need to you need to take Andrew out and show him how to catch redfish on top water because all he knows how to use is corkies. And <laughs> I think if he were ever come out and fish any of these tournaments, you know, it'd be what corky am I going to throw today and how am I going to reel it in? Because the top water, he could probably turn it into one. <laughs> Just reel it in. Really. I just need to learn how to make it to a weigh-in on time with a live fish. I've never accomplished either. <laughs> hey, well, whenever you're ready, come on down. <laughs> you hear that, Andrew? you got an open invite. Open invite to go learn how to use top water. No problem. About a 14-year-old girl, she's going to school you, and I'm going to laugh. <laughs> There's no reason to laugh. She just needs to help me manage time. That's my bigger issue. <laughs> and how to bribe fairies. Sorry. i got to talk smack. I don't get to fish my tournament, so i got to talk smack somehow. Well, I'm a good target. Nah. That's fine. got to get it while you can. That's exactly yeah, right. That's exactly right. Very cool. Well, Maddie, I gotta uh, gotta thank you for coming on. Uh, tell your dad we all said hey. Uh, we'll have you back on again after. Uh, how about after cats? That way you can give us a little post cats tournament recap as well. That sounds great. Thank you for letting me have the opportunity to talk on the radio show. Ah, anytime. thank you for the You're kind words said about. Ah, not a problem. You're more than welcome on here anytime. You tell your dad hello for us. Yes, I will. He says hi. All right. All righty. You have a good evening, all righty. Thank you. You too. Guys, that was a – she's a, she's a, she's definitely an up-and-comer. Erin, she's going to be gunning for you, man. Yeah, no joke, man. She's catching them on topwaters, too. How about that? Yeah, man. She's already – she's probably got – Everybody, all of those 91 anglers or 92, not 91, 91 anglers on her wall, and she's slowly putting Sharpie X's through them right now. I, <laughs> <laughs> who is she knocking off? You know, it's like a hit list. So She's probably got a dartboard with the top tens pictures on them, and <laughs> you're next, you're next, you're next. That's <laughs> right, man. Taking them one at a time. Very cool. Well, guys, uh, I appreciate you coming on. Dustin, uh, thanks for putting on an awesome event like this. Uh, we'll have you back on most definitely after the next one or right before, whichever you, or both, whatever you'd like to do to promote the event. We're here as an outlet for you guys. Uh, you know, really cool. I'm, that's 92 anglers, man. That's a, that's a big accomplishment. Right on, man. I appreciate it. I'd love to be back on. I, I like the show. The show's awesome. I'm glad that you all do it and you know, found an outlet to – to go through to be able to provide, you know, entertainment for us guys sitting at home in the middle of the week. It's it's nice to kind of get that little bit, other than just looking at forms, you know, you, you get a little bit extra in my opinion. So it's always a bonus to look forward to Tuesday around 8 o'clock to listen to the show. Thanks, man. Aaron, uh, congratulations again on your win, man. Thanks for coming on tonight. Uh, 
we'll definitely be looking forward to seeing how you uh, you shake out for the rest of the tournament series and seeing if you can hold on that number one slot because now, uh, now you are target numero uno. Yeah, definitely, man. I, I just want to say real quick, man, if anybody's on the fence about fishing these tournaments, man, they're definitely awesome. You know, I've fished with a lot of guys from the tournament, like that I've met at the tournaments, gone on camping trips with them and stuff like that. So that's that kind of added value you don't see until you actually, I guess, experience it. But uh, that's definitely there, man. Cool, man. I agree completely. This is a that this is the tournament to jump the tournament series to jump into if you if you want to cut your teeth on tournament fishing. You know, it's. It's just uh, it's an overall inviting uh, inviting environment, you know, and it, it's it's just uh, it's a real welcoming experience for anybody that I've talked to, you know. So I I agree completely, and we'll continue to promote yeah. it. And I want to see uh, uh, hopefully this next one, man. I know this 92 anglers is not a failure by any means. I want to see like 120 guys at one event. That'd be sick. You know, yeah, uh, you say that, and I'm I'm. I'm not going to say I'm scared to have that many anglers, but it will be a busy day. <laughs> I would I would welcome that many anglers or more. Um, I mean, well, last year, you know, we had over 150 people fish the event, so I know a 100 mark at some point in time is, is definitely possible. But, heck, 92 on Easter weekend, I mean, that's, that's huge. pretty phenomenal. That's huge. That's a lot of hall passes burned at one weekend. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, guys, thanks a lot for taking time to come on tonight. Uh, we'll catch up with you on the backside of uh, the June 7th tournament, and uh, we'll make sure we post up some links and everything so people can go ahead and start seeing information for the upcoming event. Awesome, guys. I appreciate uh, all the support, man. Y'all guys have been awesome helping push the tournament and everything, and I really appreciate it. And good job, Aaron, on first place again, man. Congratulations, dude. That's a, a tough feat. I don't think I've ever brought in 16 pounds to the scale, so awesome job, man. Yeah, I appreciate it. I, I hadn't even been close to bringing that to the scale, so it was a, it was definitely awesome. And uh, thanks, guys, for having me on tonight. Anytime, man. Not a problem. If you want to call in with reports or anything like that, you're more than welcome whenever you want. I appreciate it, man. All right. We all have a good evening. We'll catch up with you. All right, Andrew. Not bad, man. Uh, 92 anglers. Aaron Ferguson walks out with over 16 pounds, takes the takes the top crown for the initial uh, Lone Star Kayak Series of 2014. It's a good day. Takes home 800 bucks, donates it to the wife. <laughs> nice. That's awesome. <laughs> That's absolutely awesome. I'd probably, I'd have to feel you and I'd be in the same boat if we ever, if we ever fell into that opportunity. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what would happen. It's just a small price to pay for our hobbies. Right. <laughs> well, cool, man. Well, I don't know. I don't have anything else other than you know, if anybody who's interested again in the in these series, definitely go over to the LoneStarKayakSeries.com. I'll, I'll post up in the chat as well as on the Facebook page after the show is over. Go check out Dustin's tournament. It's an awesome, awesome series. Uh, it's it's great for anybody who wants to get introduced into the tournament scene, and it's just a fun time overall. You learn a lot. You meet a lot of different people. So uh, definitely try it out. Uh, it's, it's it's how much was it to join in, uh, the tournament, Andrew? Like like sixty bucks. I think it's like sixty five. Yeah. 
know, 65 bucks, jump in and uh, jump in and have some fun and roll the dice. You never know. You may you may win the blackjack. You may uh, you may win in or place in the top 23 like they had in this and take on some cash. So, you know, great one to go for. And then and then next weekend, if you're uh, if anybody's available in like the Houston area, we got cats coming up on Saturday over at Fayette County Lake, halfway between Austin and Houston. Lots of big fish being caught out there right now. You know, a little a uh, little bit different style of fishing than coastal fishing, but another good fun event to go and uh, and chew up a weekend. So. Definitely go and, uh, and check it out, too, over at fishcast.com. So uh, other than that, Andrew, I don't know if i got much else. Do uh, you got anything else for the evening? No, I, I am finished for the evening, sir. I have nothing left to share. <laughs> so I'm going to put you on mute then. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, cool. Well, everybody, thanks for coming in and stopping by and listening to Yak Fish in Texas. Uh, we'll be back next Tuesday, same time, 8, uh, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. Look for the post on Facebook. Go over and like Yak Fish in Texas Facebook page as well. We post event uh, notifications over there. Also, whenever the show is going to be going live, you can find the link there as well. So, again, thanks for stopping by. And uh, in the meantime, take a kid fishing. You never know. She might turn out or he might turn out to be just as good a fisherman as Maddie Lee over there. You never know. So, until then, tight lines. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.